Hey boys and girls, it's Ron Bass with another edition of the Ron Bass Show. Your source for upcoming artists and their music. Yay! Yay. Speaking of music, look who's here tonight, Mr. Matthew Crumb. An artist at Soar High Records. Good to be here. Thank you, sir. And our executive producer, of course, Mr. Davo. Davo ran away. Davo ran away. <laughs> Dabo got ran over by a reindeer. So before we get into the music, let me just throw out a little bit of pop culture here. So I was watching uh, an interview, a uh, Billie Eilish interview. Okay. And I didn't know this about her, but I thought it was really interesting. And, and, and it's, it's good, a good message as well. But she was, uh, I guess it was her and her brother, right? So they were doing Phineas music. Phineas is his name. Huh? Phineas is his oh, name. Oh, you know, you know his name. Okay, you know more about it than I do then. So at 13, I guess they wrote this song. Mm -hmm. She's 13. And she was a dancer, too. I didn't know that. Did a lot of dance. So they wrote this song. Bottom line is they said, oh, well, let's just let's just see what happens. Let's upload it on SoundCloud. And they did. And the, and she said they got a thousand views. And she was, like, freaking out. She's 13 years old. Freaking out. And but the next part of the story was really, she said, that was my moment. I was so excited. I'll probably never have anything else ever happen again, but this is so cool. I'm gonna relish this moment. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of skipped over to the next statement, which was like, and about a week later, it was on the radio. Now, I don't know how it got on the radio. My dad and I have had these conversations before. It seems to me that a lot of music that's uploaded on the socials or on you know Spotify or whatever wind up going on the radio because apparently, the program directors at these, because they all have a program director, mm -hmm. picks out a certain song and it puts it on the radio. There's probably other ways that that happens, but that's, and I don't know how it happened with her, but once it got on the radio and got national exposure, the rest was history. And she made now a comment, something like, you know, I probably wouldn't be here today if it had not been for that song. Mm -hmm. And I think to myself, how, you know, luck of the draw sometimes on just about anything in life. Not that if you didn't work hard and eventually, you know, you probably wind up getting somewhere up the line, but sometimes there's just magic that happens. Sometimes you can't really figure out why it happens. Post Malone, I remember a story about him, was something kind of like that happened. He posted and got online and the record company called him and put the money behind him and the rest was history mm -hmm. there too. But I just enjoy stories like that because it's almost like people can't, you know, once they, once these things happen, it's like everybody's in a, like in an awe. Like, how did that happen? How could that happen? So, uh, I mean, Aki and I were talking earlier about, you know, having the talent is a lot of it, but really the other half of the story is the marketing side of it. you got to get the music out there either on television or on the radio or on the internet or in live performances. You only got four different ways to get the market, to get to the market. So, you know, that's what we got to think about all day long when we're promoting the artist, when we're promoting the label. So, anyway, just throwing that out there. I agree. All right, so Mr. Matthew Crumb, tell us a little bit about yourself, how you wound up as an artist with Soar High Records, and what's your background, and where you're at now, and where you want to go. So, I uh, I actually found Soar High because of an old high school buddy of mine. I don't, yeah, am I allowed to say his name? Mm -hmm. yeah. David Glassburner. Um, oh, yeah. I saw his name associated with Soar High a few times, and I didn't know how that happened. I didn't know if he was part of like a podcast or a music group. I had no idea. So, I ended up uh, finding a number on Facebook for that, uh, followed it up probably a few days later. I okay. wasn't sure what was going to happen. Gave you a call and that's found right. out you, yeah, you were in the middle of a Taekwondo class when that oh, happened. Oh, that's right, yeah. Brazilian <laughs> Jiu Jitsu. Yeah, Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. That's what Taekwondo. <laughs> <laughs> the 
The details are there, but they're not going to <laughs> Martial arts, anyway. Yeah. So, uh, after that, I got called in to do an audition August 11th. Wow. And uh, the only reason why that date sticks out in my head is because that was the same day that my fiance's birthday was. Uh, so, was she was... Yes. Wow. That was August 11th. And there, was, there was a handful of us here. I was, uh, I think, the second or third one to go. If you would have told was, me that was October, I would have believed you. Wow. <laughs> It like, doesn't feel like it was that long. No, either. it doesn't. That's, it, that's, that's the crazy part. Is that so much as time, so much time has flown by since this has all happened, and I still remember it to four the day. Four months, oh, like almost four months. Yeah, yeah, that crazy. Continue. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. so I did the audition, and the the part that blew me away a little bit, and I, I'm not, I don't boast, I don't brag about anything, but I was the only one that I think had one song after the other doing an audition because people wanted to hear different sides of what yeah. I had. And I was the only one that had a, that big of an applause out of the people that were there. Every artist that was there, there that night had amazing talent. There was uh, the one girl who got on Spotify. Cheers. Phenomenal Cheers. singer. Cheers. Yes. Phenomenal singer. I, I haven't heard a natural talent like that in a long she's time. She's got a lot of she's got a great she's, voice. Very she's very good at what she does. Speaking of, I need to upload her song, Mental Reminder. Oh, Sorry, cool. go ahead. <laughs> so after, after that... Um, then we had a show in November, and in between all of that, I just come in whenever I could. Yeah. And the story behind that is I drive truck over the road. Which makes the story even spicier, more interesting. So I, uh, I had been wanting to drive since I was, I don't know, knee-high to a grasshopper. And I knew that's what I was I wanted to do. During that time, before I got my CDL, I was, I think, 19, 19 or 20, somewhere in there. I was in Job Corps and people started really getting me into rap. I knew a little oh, bit about it, but not a whole lot. That's interesting. Um, and I, I had messed around with it a few times, trying to write stuff, and I just couldn't think of anything. So when I first learned what freestyle was, I felt like an idiot. Because freestyle is coming up with your own stuff on the right. spot. On the spot, yeah. People are very on good the at cuff, that. Yeah. I wasn't. I had learned Childish Gambino's 3005. <laughs> and if, if I knew the beat would match the lyrics, I would just wrap those over oh, top of it. Oh, I got you. So it wasn't until afterwards that I was told that's not freestyle. That's not freestyle. That's funny. <laughs> so then I started like seriously writing and I would just keep on going and going and going as much as I could. And you say you used to like grapple uh, a lot while you're driving the truck? Yes. Um, as often as I could, I would just get a lot of practice. That's, yep. That's where I get a lot of the freestyle That's practice crazy. from. And if I find something that I like, I'll have, this is part of the reason why I have two phones. One of them is to uh, play the music, any instrumental that I could find on there, and I'll just have that plan go down the road. Okay. The other one will record what I'm saying, and if I like a line, it'll stay in that recording, cool. and then I can have, pull that and write it down later. Cool. Find a song that works for it. So, it's a but, I, story. but I, I try to come in this, into the studio as often as I can. The, the part that makes that, Tricky is they want me to, to stick to a schedule. Most drivers stay out between 18 to 21 days at a time. Okay. I kind of in, in between there right now. They don't really care for it, but, but that's hey, a story for another day. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're a good employee, so they don't want to lose you. They're going to they're gonna bend a little bit. They they try not to, but that I've, have, I've not Especially had a problem with my dispatcher. Yeah, never had a problem with my dispatcher. She cool. usually will go to her boss and say, hey, hey, he's had this time off requested for two weeks. This is what he's going to get. And well, it's, it's always cool when you come to the studio, since you don't live in town and you're right. on the road a lot. And I think that's a great, really great story. When, and as you become more successful, it's going to be a really good story. It's going to make for really good reading. Yeah, I agree. Really good listening. I agree. 
Sorry, I'm over here wearing very many hats. I'm currently <laughs> trying to adjust things on the fly. You is. Um, you want to hear a song from Yeah, Crowley? let's hear Mr. Matthews, one of his songs. Was beginning to the end, was it the first one that we made together? That was the very first one. Because we did the soft opening with uh, a diss track that will be coming out soon. That we actually just recorded the other day. Yes, like we did. We did. Uh, that was that was kind of an on-spot decision. I he was in the middle of a project. I was not ready for anything to happen. I was just like, "Hey, what do you got going on?" He said, "Well, normally I do scheduling, but you didn't know this yet." And we just recorded it right then and there. This one that we're about to record is actually uh, spun off of another artist that I'm a huge fan of, Easy Mill. If you don't know who that is, go check him out. He has sub. He has, he's got bars, bars for bars for bars. Here is Beginning of the End by Crumb. If it'll play, there it is. Different, I body the back the business. Got no one to tell my story, for I am the only witness. Nah, 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 we gotta turn that up like a tan. Let's go! My shit just hit different. I body the back the business. Got no one to tell my story, for I am the only witness. Tell that these hoes to zip it and listen to what they missing. The mission, I'm here to kill it. Murderous words scripted, but certain because I heard some lifted. I'm worse than a jerk. I'm dissing who's on my shit list, they wishing I never get it I'm waiting for them to listen, respond with what they feeling Have these motherfuckers asking how I showed up with this shit Ten years to study, five years of writing One shot to get it right, constantly fucking fighting to get The recognition I know that I deserve That's dictionary form, play battle and all these nerds I'm sick of the fucking silence, I'm sitting in this asylum My cranium, geranium, it's aiming for all the violence Wise, I've been calling them out When you lurk and you get hurt I'll be laughing about it Like an uneasy feeling Like something lurking up on you But I don't pray for the predators You can stop all the stalking I got the business online I did it all by myself You started asking them questions Like do I need any help? But you not in it for rap I noticed you acting funny I knew that something had happened Whenever you asked for money But funny karma can step in And ruin all of your plans I understand that you're mad But I drew a line in the sand I'm throwing shade like I'm 45 Driving tall on my semi 13 Six in this bitch, like my steering, I aim high. I look ahead to the future, you fucking stuck in the present. I'll have you down on your knees, you fucking suck at this peasant. I'm pleasant sounds coming straight out of your mouth. I'm going south for the winter to melt my cold heart down. Gotta learn to stay quiet so I don't get too loud. Cause I'm a cold hearted bogart, I got my head in the clouds. I used to care it was given, but I gave that shit up. Now I'm cracked with the middle finger, I don't give a fuck. Got a list full of people to give a shout out to this. Write a whole fucking talk about any one of you pricks Starting with that little bitch who claimed that she was so misunderstood By all the people she surrounded herself with But if I would've listened a little closer I would've understood the assignment She used herself to her advantage I wasn't immune to her incitement Or how about maybe some people That I am closely related to Everything that they say is so obviously debatable Done playing these games Done fucking with names Done fighting for people who won't even say my name Better stay out my lane I'm the one of the same Tried to take me down but now you Wanna pray? Moral of the story, your life is pretty boring. Wanna place your bets? Better keep your ass in check, bitch. Man, that was really good. I think two of my favorite lines out of that. Um, the one that I wrote, uh, it says, 
I used to care and was given, but I gave that shit up. Now I'm Craig with the middle finger. I don't give a fuck. If anybody is a South Park fan, they know that Craig, Craig. any chance he gets, every chance he gets, he will throw that middle finger up. He doesn't He doesn't give a shit for anybody. And then the other one was that I'm throwing shade like I'm 45, driving tall in my semi. That one was probably my other favorite line because the day that I said that, mm. Davo lost his mind. Because that was like, the funniest <laughs> shit. Throwing shade like I'm 45. and for- So, Sirius XM, Slim Shady Eminem Slim Shady, has yeah. his own radio station. It's Shade 45 on Sirius XM. So oh. throwing shade like I'm 45. Oh, like that's, that's I just nice. I didn't expect him to say it. I was that's like, cool. I like that. That was cool. <laughs> that was cool. And then driving tall on my son, like that's just that's just cool. So and and uh, go ahead. I was just gonna say, and everything that I write and every every song that I do is a le- legitimate real life situation that's happened at one point in time or another. I used to care was give I used to I used to give a shit about people. At one point I was homeless, I had a lot of people help me out. And every one of those people that I helped out in return screwed me over one way or another. Yeah. And they're going to find out about it on this album that's coming up that I'm working on. Well, you know what they say? Success is revenge. Yep. Uh, just real quick thought. I had something go through my head about Eminem. I was watching him interview this years ago before he was super well known. And Stephen Colbert was interviewing him mm. before he was like famous. Mm. That's a and, name I heard and it was an interesting interview because... Colbert was like quizzing him about his how he was how he could make a living, and he didn't know who he was. And Eminem was like trying to, but he was like kind of taken back by it. Like he said, "You don't know who I am." No, I don't know who you are. And oh, just, I know what you're talking about. So it's a skit. It's a skit. It was a skit. Oh, it was a skit. Yes, it was oh, a skit. I didn't know. Oh, it was I, yeah, a skit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, I want to say it was in '96. I thought it was like a real deal. It was really early in their careers, like Maybe, you know, yeah, really yeah. early. You know what I hate about that? I was born in '96. I was born in '97. So I feel that. Wait, I'm one. Mm-hmm. Crazy, crazy. Anyway, so much for that story. I know that's fun though. That's fun though. That's fun. Um, hmm. There's a few of the skits that Eminem does that are really funny. There's a brisk commercial from Fuse. <laughs> yeah. That one was hysterical. There's one that he was a. It was a sports game and or like the VMAs or something. And he gets on there and he pretends to be high as hell. He's just like. A lot of Eminem's success, <laughs> if you really study him and you go back, was humor. Oh yeah, but a lot of he's people, a, com- a, lot he's of a people, comedian. A lot of people don't, but he wasn't originally. He was he, in raps. He was funny. That's like I'm talking like. about way before he became. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He actually did. I read an article. He the first job he did did was he, he didn't it was did nothing. It went flat. Yeah. So it just goes to prove that. You know, you just have to wait your turn. Oh yeah. Whatever that means. Oh yeah. But he uh, he figured out. But humor sells. I agree. He just does. I mean, he was a serious guy. Well, he wasn't into that trip. I don't know how that came about, to be honest, but it, but it was a brilliant move on somebody's part. Yeah, he's super somebody's serious part. in certain parts. Like, that's the thing that makes his comedy even funnier is that he's very, very serious, like in songs. In the interview. In, like, in, in, like, in interviews, he's very serious as well. Oh, no, no, the movie interview. Whenever he said something about he was gay. Yep, yep. And people yep. lost their mind Yep, yep. Because he's, he's, so, he's got this persona, so then when yep. he says something that's like, even remotely funny, even with a straight face, you're just, yeah. you gotta crack up. Gotta crack He's up. just funny, I don't know. Top 10 advice. Yeah, have you ever heard, here's the thing about Eminem. Here's the other thing about Eminem I love, he keeps reinventing himself. Mm-hmm. Speaking of artists, think about, I mean, this is, you guys are probably not in this league, but uh, Cher and, uh, she's 77, she still keeps reinventing herself. She was in the Macy's parade the other day and got a lot of press for that. And then there's Dolly Parton, halftime of the Dallas Cowboys at 77, 
doing the halftime show. So but these people over and die. But no, she was. I mean, no, I know, I know, I know. What I'm, I'm getting I'm, at is that these artists keep reinventing themselves. Right, right. Madonna's the same way. at 65. So there's no age limit if you're no. if you're willing to, you know, keep your keep out there and keep doing it and and, and believe in yourself. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree. It, uh, maybe I'm not, not in the rap world, but I'm saying in the music world, that's not that's becoming more and more common now. And there's and there's so many different ways to do that too. I was watching a video. I have a lot of respect for those people for being able to stay in the game and, and keep reinventing themselves. Yeah, I was watching a video on how she trains for some of the stuff that she does. She does, does a lot of those like pink. Oh yeah, pink. She's brave. She does a lot of those stuff where she's like in the air, flying around. Yeah, that's like that. yeah, How she trains for that? She literally has somebody stand on her stomach. And she will sing her song and match the pitch. Time. I got you. Yeah, she's she got is. Beautiful she voice. is insane when it comes to that she stuff. Is. Uh, and it shows. And for me, what that shows is that it doesn't matter where you're, what point you're at in your career. There's always new ways to do things, and yes. if you're willing to train hard for it, you will make it far. Mm-hmm. She's another one that does humor. Mm-hmm. She's, she's very good at humor. Very, very, good. very good at humor. And her early beginnings were pretty crazy too. She was part of a, a female group. If I feel the story, so the, the producer said, "Hey." But the art, the record label said, "No, you got to break out. We're not going to, we're not going to bring the, we're not going to hire the group. It's going to be you." Mm-hmm. And she had to go through this real difficult period to, to accept that or not accept that. And I guess she did accept it. She did. But I don't remember what happened to the other two girls. I think she's talked about it before, and like she kind of hated that. She had it hated that. Yeah, yeah. But I wonder what happened to those other two girls. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully something good. Or hopefully she did something good for. I them. bet she hired them. Look at Beyonce. The same thing. Her sisters. Those are her sisters and cousins. Yeah. So I'm just saying, but they've still, they're still, but they're still, but she comes back and does stuff with them. And they're famous on their own now because of her. Mm -hmm. So they're, they're, they're doing okay. Justin Timberlake, like an insane, another great example. Yeah, another example, Justin Justin Timberlake, yes. You, which Simon Cowell found that group. Oh, they didn't. No, excuse me. No, he did not. I know he did not. Harry Styles, excuse me. One Direction. One Direction. One Direction. Oh, okay, okay. I'm about to say, he did not no, find NSYNC. I'm sorry. That was okay. a, uh, <laughs> it was, it was about through me. No, I'll tell you that group. It was Fatone and Timberlake. I'm pretty sure. But the guy, the, the guy that used to manage that group, I think, was a crook. Mm. And he, he was a, it was a big, long story about that. I think that was the group. But anyway, the boy bands. Yeah. And then there was this one producer that, like, was raping them, like, up the mic, screwing them around. And, and, you know, there was a big production, and this guy finally went to prison, I think, over the whole deal. I think that was... The group that Timberlake was, I may be wrong, but anyway, Maybe. I'll shut up. It's okay, it's okay. <laughs> Once you start talking about these these stories, there's just so much. I just don't want that, to. There's a lot of rumors that go around too. Like I remember right. whenever the whenever the whole thing with Backstreet Boys and NSYNC, whenever they finally broke up and did their own thing, it was all because of this, it was because of that. Most of that wasn't true. It was just it, it was a uh, fellowship that ended up splitting off their separate ways. It was no beef, no hard feelings. How about the Beatles? Like I saw Paul McCartney the other night perform, and he's 85, I think. Singing, uh, I saw her standing there, which was a big hit in the '60s. I saw that on the Ed Sullivan show. It's crazy years ago, but he, his daughter, was singing to his daughter who had a birthday, and he was doing it as a solo. He, there was a band behind him, but it was like at a, I don't know, at a receptionist or somewhere, and he just took off his jacket and said, "Let's." It was a small venue. Back to what we talked about, but Evan and I have agreed that we think a small venue is um, has so many benefits. Has such so, a so intimate, a homey feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, intimate's a good word, like. Some people feel uncomfortable with that word, but that like well, you know to I'm have saying. an intimate feeling with a building or a venue or a crowd, you like can touch the crowd. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing like that. Wrong. Instead of playing in front of a stadium, now, don't get me wrong, it'd be cool to play oh, yeah. in a stadium. But at the same time, that's nothing, a whole different feeling. When I speak, like like a podcast like this, this is more exciting to me than if I were speaking in front of thousands of people, right? Because it's 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 intimate. 
there's interper this you know there's a relationship here being developed i agree we can we can play off of each other yeah mm -hmm. you can't do that when you've got a huge but if you notice how the artists they always work you know they always work with whoever's close by mm -hmm. touching feeling or looking yes at, like like drake he does yes. a very good job about catching people that aren't right there on the front row and he'll see you looking at him and he'll like point you out the bluebird cafe in uh, nashville where taylor swift was uh, uh found where she was found she came back a few years ago and did a session in there. And that's a real, that place is like, like a hole in the wall. Mm -hmm. But that's where she was found. It's, it's a big deal for songwriters. And she went in there and people were freaked out. Oh yeah. Because she did, it was a small setting. But she did it out of respect to the owners of the club and out of respect to, I'm not sure how it all came about, but right. she's, she was, you know, her ego's in check. Right. And I, and I respect that. And I think going back to your roots is a big part of that too. Good point. So if you're if you're known in a certain area and you you're doing all these big things and you yeah. just kind of blow them off, it's one thing if you're like Eminem and you dealt with a lot of the hard shit that you dealt with, right? You know, understandably blow off blow off everybody in your fucking path. Now he's forgiven most of those people. That's what I've and read. he's even admitted to some of the. That's what I've read. But in in his sense, I can understand where he's coming from from that. But if you're small town country girl, you just want to make it big in the big city, and then you come back to those roots. After you've made it big, I don't see anything wrong with that. Steve Harvey did the same thing. Steve Harvey did the same thing, yeah. I follow that guy, too. He's something else. Yeah. He's funny. Uh, we're at 22 minutes, so okay. I'm going to go ahead and play another song. Cool. This song is a fan favorite of Mr. Ron here. It's called <clears throat> Green, uh, in quotation marks, Bigger Than Me by myself. I love this song. AK and uh, ARJ. I love this song. Yeah, it's bigger than me. I done popped out with the team, track hog, slime green. This shit bigger than we. Thought he sliding with the team, but we on different teams. Run that money machine, all I see is green. She said, why your face on me? This the easy beat. She asked me what's up in my drag, I told her Listerine. Cause I'm so special clean, there's so many mini-me's. We hop out minivans, catch a white boy lane across the street, we give him mini tens. Twelve is asking questions, we know nothing, we not detectives. I'ma hit your bitch, she bad as fuck, Alexis, Texas. Knock a nigga off, we get him gone, he get that message. Stacking all these ones, got hella bricks just like his Tetris. I ain't move along, got all my game, you know we stepping. Never been a cop, but it's a MP, Smith and Wesson. Pull up on a block, 40 pop, that's a heavy lesson. This a rolling, no TikTok, but all my diamonds dancing. Shooting at this beat, we got him moving, now that nigga pressing. It's like GTA, I got expansions on this fucking mansion. Might call me a blue AP, I'm dripping like I'm from Atlanta. Says it even go up in his chest, I think I'm blue the candy. I just fucked your bitch, we got a name, and I ain't even planning. Got all of this green, and I'm so big, I feel like planet name Yeah, it's bigger than me. I done popped out with the team, track hawk, slime green. This shit bigger than we. Thought he signed with the team, but we on different teams. Run down on the machine, all I see is green. She said, why your face on me? This the easy beat. She asked me what's up in my drag, I told her, let's rain. Cause I'm so special clean, there's so many, many me's. Man, I love that song. That song is fun. Okay, I didn't know that you were on that song, but yeah. what's funny is the other night, this song, this song was playing before we did the show, mm -hmm. yeah. I actually searched it on uh, uh, Shazam because I wanted to save that song. Uh -huh. AR, we, have, we have ARJ in the studio as well. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about that after. But we have ARJ in the studio as well when you saw me look over there. Um, we're down to 23 minutes from me, okay. so... Uh, we may only have time for two songs that we That's cool, did. Man. But uh, You be the producer, I'll be the... Uh, 
You're the voice and the pretty face, you know. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Easy D. Thank you, Crumb, yep, for coming through and uh, having a good night with us and being on this episode. Um, we always appreciate it. Uh, we're I'm excited to make some songs and some. Ah, I can't wait. For I appreciate all the fans out there watching our podcast. Of man. course, yes. Thank you and sharing so much. it. We appreciate that. Thank you right. so much because we want to share the love to everybody. Yeah, Ron's been giving me feedback about. People leaving comments, you know, leave a comment down below. To yeah. Let us know what you think. Like, we really appreciate any feedback, positive, negative, anything. We always appreciate it. So, I'm Easy D for Crumb and Mr. Ron Bass. Everybody have a good night. And always remember, music is the medicine. <laughs>